This week, when I'm a guest in another man's house, I don't reach into his refrigerator without asking permission. I make him watch The Rundown. This is Body Counts and Beer. Hello and welcome to another installment of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm John Rooney? I understand your confusion. I I, yeah. Sorry, this movie made much of my precious brains. <laughs> <laughs> what movie is that, you ask? You didn't ask? I'm going to tell you anyways. It's 2003's The Rundown. Yep, The Runaway Five, performing at a dive bar near you. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, they're like the shitty British invasion version of the Runaways. Right. Sure. Uh, they're actually they're the the fake Blues Brothers from the video game Earthbound. Oh. So we watched the rundown. Yeah. Uh, I played Earthbound on my 3DS. <laughs> nice. For I found this movie to be tedious. That means that you knew who that character was when he showed up in Smash Brothers. That's true. Both Ness and Lucas from Mother Three. Yeah, I didn't know. I was you know, like, who Mother... are these guys with these hammers? Yep. Uh, sometimes they have yo-yos. I think you're thinking of the ice climbers. I am thinking of the ice climbers. <laughs> and, no, you're right. It's and, yeah, the, yeah. Yes. and what are the ice climbers from? Ice climbers. Ice oh, climbers. They're just yeah. from ice climbers. <laughs> yeah. So, Earthbound's got Ness with the bat, and it clings when he hits now, you. Now hold up on a thing. second. Wait, wait. Right. You've got guys in Super Smash Brothers, yeah. a, yes. a Nintendo fighting game, yeah. correct? With hammers. Yes. And they're not the Hammer Bros. Correct. No. Fuck that game. That's what I've been saying for decades, <laughs> Guys, sir. I am getting on a boat when we are done here. I am uh-huh. going over to Japan, and I am punching Nintendo headquarters down. <laughs> hey, man, my understanding is the new Smash Brothers has literally everyone. Uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yeah. Will I have Kid Icarus? Yes. Yeah. Really? It'll it has have- Pit. Yeah. Pit from Kid Icarus. Pit. No, no, no. I don't want Pit from Kid Icarus. I want Kid Icarus from Captain N, the Game Master. Oh, no. Will it have Captain N, the Game Master? I don't know, but I'll bet one of the skins for Pit is probably Kid Icarus. Yeah. Also, like, I understand it has everybody. It even has yeah. the unlockable characters from NBA Jam. Yeah, like so everyone Bill Clinton, Clinton and Hillary yeah. Clinton, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, <laughs> right? Although it does actually have uh, Solid Snake, uh, Cloud, Bayonetta from Bayonetta. Ooh. What about Eggplant Wizard? Uh, that's an assist trophy. Okay. What about King Hippo? Uh, that Simon Belmont. <laughs> well, Simon Belmont is from Castlevania, which is a Konami franchise, not a Nintendo franchise. Yeah, but they were all part of Captain N, the Game Master. John, stop ruining this for me. Do you just want to play Captain N, the Game Master, the game? Because that game, I'm realizing now, doesn't exist. No, it was but just... But it could. It should. Right? The first episode, they hang out with Bayou Billy, John. Oh, Bayou, Bayou Billy. Billy. I haven't thought about that in like a decade. And it's got the Mega Man that talks like this. Uh, I assume Mega Man no, does talk like, like that. No, he talks like this. I'm Mega Man. Mega uh, high. Yeah, everything is mega. Hey, guys, we watched the rundown. I <laughs> would much rather talk about <laughs> half-remembered clips of Captain N in the game. Master. Oh, I remember a lot about that show. Eventually, they got a Game Boy as a pet. Ooh. He was six feet tall. Holy shit. This is the I'm just now remembering that Mother Brain is the main antagonist. And uh, it's the voice of, I believe it's Levi Stubbs. Yep. The same voice as Audrey 2 from Little Shop of Horror. Correct. Nice. Oh nice. my god. Yeah, what the fuck did we do not watching Captain N? 
somewhere I probably don't have it anymore. Years ago on eBay, somebody had the entire series <gasps> burned onto one <laughs> DVD disc. Nice. And I bought it for eight dollars. That's right, Simon Belmont was like a weird surfer, bro. Yeah, well, he was like a super vain, like, always fixing his hair, like, very confident, prissy pants kind of guy. Mm. And then, yeah, Mega Man Dunk, like, I'm Mega, Mega this, Mega that. Kid Icarus, uh, it was like, he always ended things with Ixk. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's get out of here, guys. <laughs> uh, and then there's Captain N, then there's a princess. Correct. You need one. Yeah. Yeah. But she's not from any particular game. And then the bad guys were Mother Brain, King Hippo, who's blue now. Yep. And uh, Eggplant Wizard. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Hey, guys. The Rundown. Which movie? The Rundown. Oh, the one with Chow Yun-Fat and Sean Williams got Oh, it's The Rock. Ooh. <laughs> That's right. Ooh. The, the year was 2003. The Rock, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, is just branching into feature films. He's already filmed his starring role as the Scorpion King in The Mummy 3 and in The Scorpion King, Ooh. I think. Uh, yeah, no, yes, no, you are correct. Both I'm trying correct. to get, well, right. I'm trying to get the order right. Yeah. They were, yeah, I, they were released in quite short order of yes. one another. Uh, yeah. And then here he is. They now. wanted to capitalize on scorpion fever. Yeah, and now we've got Peter Berg. Uh, you might know him as uh, Doctor Billy Cronk from Chicago Hope. Uh, <laughs> He's not Pete Berg from Two Guys and a Girl in a Pizza Place. No, uh, no that's Paul Rudd. Ah. Oh. Wait, that's not, that's, right. <laughs> that's not right. That's not right. All right. So, anyways, this uh, the rundown begins like all movies do with The Rock listening to Emerald talk about porcini mushrooms. Now, this yeah. movie is so excited for your attention that it starts during the opening logos. That's right. right. Yes. Right. <laughs> Before we can even find out what production company made this piece of no, no, dross. No, no. We yeah, they went right over the Columbia lady. Yeah. Yeah, they ruined the sanctity of Columbia Pictures' uh, grandiose opening logo. Yeah, with that Mulagasy ah. talking about Puccini. I fucking love that guy. <laughs> I'm okay with him. I like him now that he's old and doesn't have any energy and is really grumpy that you make him say "bam." Oh yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> oh, it's great. He doesn't oh, get enough credit for how like that man is single-handedly responsible for food television. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, okay. before that, it was, like, Jacques Pepin and Julia Child, who I fucking love. Okay. And Martin Yen, but they uh, were not uh, the same. And, and Jeffrey Smith, the frugal gourmet, and uh, and Paul Prudhomme. Paul Prudhomme from Cajun Home Cooking. How dare you? How dare you not bring up Paul Prudhomme? Yeah, no, I'm going to go ahead and say I maintain it was Emeril Lagasse that took food television <laughs> off of PBS. Okay, so the movie begins with the rundown. We meet The Rock. He plays a guy named Beck. Just Beck. We never get a first name. If he has a first name or a last name, he's Guys, just Guys, do you think he Beck. was playing Beck from uh, Alternative Rock Beck? I hope so. Or maybe he's playing Quentin Beck, who would later go on to become Mysterio. No, and here's why. Because his name is Quentin Beck, and Beck's name is Beck. Oh, good point. Yeah. You got me there. Yeah, yeah So, Beck... Yeah, I mean, uh, I assume The Rock could do okay with two turntables and a microphone. Right? No. Bottles and cans, he could clap his hands. Oh, definitely. To be fair, he does have the devil's haircut, so... Absolutely. This no is question. one of the few films where he has hair. Yeah, and he spends most of it breaking sex laws. True. Absolutely uh, He defies true. the logic of our sex laws. <laughs> I don't think he can be on, scene, on screen without everybody feeling a little bit of chemical romance. <laughs> 
What? You have gone into weird 90s goth rock now. <laughs> Good job, buddy. Oh. So, Do you guys see the news that... Uh, Billy- <laughs> we're never going to talk about this. Was Billy Corrigan? Is that where this was going? First off, Billy Corrigan owns too many jackets. I oh, think yes. we can all agree on that. <laughs> uh, second off, there's that click hole article about uh, Billy Joel from Green Day. Um, Billy Joe. Billy something. Joe. Billy Joel was not in Green Day. He wasn't? <laughs> I love Green Day's Allen. He wasn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Allentown wasn't the single off a of Dookie. <laughs> no, I think you're thinking of uh, I go to extremes <laughs> or down Easter Alexa. <laughs> well, I'm here on the down Easter Alexa. That's my awesome Billy Joe impression. That was good. All I of the it. Alexa personal assistants just perked up and started, I don't know, binging Billy Joel lyrics. <laughs> hey, Alexa, down Easter. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if that'll do anything, but if it does, haha, I win. So the rundown. Yeah, it's We're, a movie. It starts with The Rock. John, don't say anything. <laughs> we have to get to it. It stars, to be fair, a Terminator Rock. Let's yeah. change. The Rock is writing down the word porcini mushroom, but before he can finish, he meets his contact, a sleazy, fake Kevin Dillon guy. Yeah. And God... God forgive you if you're a fake Kevin Dillon guy. <laughs> if you're the knockoff low rent Kevin yeah. Dillon. Uh, and he leads him into this uh, spiffy nightclub to get his mark. Uh, we find out uh, that Beck is some kind of uh, retrieval expert, like a he's, bounty he's hunter. He's a rundowner. I mean, they call him a retrieval person, but he's pretty clearly like the muscle for a loan shark. Yes. <laughs> uh, and when he gets in there... They find their mark, and he's surrounded by big, giant dudes. And we are introduced to these guys via sweet XFL clips. Yeah, of yeah. them and, playing college football. Uh, no, all Inter-cut the clips of it, with like bones and X-ray fans. Yeah, real weird stuff. All of the all of the footage of it, because this is a WWE entertainment movie. All the clips are from Vince McMahon's XFL. XFL. Fantastic. Oh my god, if you ever want a good time, look up on YouTube Vince McMahon uh, earlier this year tried to relaunch the XFL. Yeah, I was about to oh, say, no, no, no. isn't he about to bring it back? He is actively yeah, still working it on it. Yeah. Boy, his YouTube Q&A is incredible. <laughs> All q and We haven't worked out any of the details yet, but uh, this is going to be a very patriotic game. Nice. Thanks for calling in, caller. Nice. <laughs> Jesus. I, uh, I only if if I'll watch it only if they allow the players to once again have nicknames on their jersey. <laughs> because oh yeah. if there is not another she hate me, I'll be very <laughs> upset. Or he hate me. I'm sorry. He hate me. he hate me is the guy. She hate me is the Spike Lee movie that yeah. was named based off that guy's jersey. jersey right. Yeah. And is now a very successful TV series. She hate me. She hate me. I is, think you yeah. might be right. I think you're right. Yeah. Yep. Clearly, we don't watch. Well, no, I don't think it's she hate me. I think it's. One of the earlier Spike Lee films. I maybe I know that She Hate Me is currently a TV show huh. somewhere. Weird, right? Yes. I think it's in the like second season. I oh say. wow! It's I thought it was be real uh, good. Good for Spike yeah. Lee. Yeah, I guess I don't even know if Spike Lee's involved. I don't think so. I mean, he may have like an exec producer credit. Yeah, sure. Well, don't fact check us. Let's move on. He hits, he misses. Good for yeah. Spike Lee. <laughs> Inside Man holds up. Yeah. One of those rare uh, Spike Lee films. Right? Not oh, a yeah. joint. Yeah. Not a joint. Because no. he's a director for hire on that one. Yeah. Solid flick, though. Yeah, real good. Uh, uh, no. We should have watched that. Yeah, it's available for streaming. What did we watch? Uh, a mistake. <laughs> we watched a right. mistake. 
Okay, so The Rock, we're introduced to like a bunch of offensive linemen with their stats, heights, and weight. One of the guys was like 6'11", 400 pounds. Yeah, something yes. like that. Which did not seem to match up with the picture of the person it was showing us at no, the time. No, no. Uh, so The Rock, uh, Beck comes down and he... He basically makes an offer to this quarterback who's in 50 large to a loan shark. Option A is he takes his Super Bowl ring as as collateral. collateral. Or option B, he makes him give it to him. He takes option option B, and then The Rock decides to go fucking ham on a bunch of dudes. Yeah, some goons. A bunch of no-neck football players get the crap beat out of them. He's a little bummed out about it. Oh, he's super bummed out. Because he's a fan of the team they're on. He says to the guy, he calls the loan shark, he's like, I don't want to hurt him. I want him to do well next season. He's like, I think they got a chance to contend next year. Yeah, he's, well, clearly The Rock is uh, dipping into his own supply, play some bets. Yeah. Correct, yeah. Right, right. Bet, well, he, bets the, are supplied, right? Like yes. there's a finite number of, of bets. Correct, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, there's only about 42, 35 left in the world right now. So okay. just be careful. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah be yeah, careful yeah. on your We're bets. We're running out on bets. And we also missed the part where right when he walks into the club, the first person who we meet in the club is Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Right. Walking uh, out. Who is almost certainly, for the rest of this movie, needs to be titled Governor Schwarzenegger. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> yeah, this this was uh, him symbolically leaving the film industry so that he could go governate for four years. Yeah. Well, it's him passing the torch to Dwayne the Rock Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh, in this opening scene acquits himself pretty well. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. a pretty good fight scene, except for all of the like frames they cut out. Yes, yeah. it's definitely uh, taking a cue of kind of like the Born Identity, like shaky cam. But they like, throw in. they have it in a strobe light, so yeah. it's even yes. like worse. Exactly, and I then mean, they like overcrank it, and then they undercrank it, so it's like getting faster, and then it'll slow down real quick, and then it'll cut. Still way better than Christopher Nolan's Batman. Yeah, that's because worst fight cinematography ever. Christopher Nolan's Batman fights are just a big cartoon cloud of dust, <laughs> <laughs> really darkly lit. Right. Uh, the Rock. Yeah, one of my favorite parts of this movie is he. Uh, the whole movie is early in the first two minutes when The Rock grabs one of these offensive lineman guys and throws his head through a concrete pillar. Yes, and it just takes out like an. A foot chunk. Now this is where The Rock learns the power of taking out support structures, as we will see him do later on in this movie. Yes, he plants the seeds for it here. It's a nifty bit of foreshadowing. He also like throws an entire turntable machine into some dude's back. Yeah, just one turntable though. Yeah, no yeah. microphone. No, no microphone. microphone. Yeah. yeah, there were a lot of bottles and cans being thrown about, but and nobody hands were clapping. Oh, did they? It's true. Oh, I didn't see any hand clapping, but that meant at the very end when uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson jumped onto the turnbuckle and said. Can you smell my people's elbow? And everyone was like, yay! That is not what he said on turnbuckles. Guys, I hard passed on the Attitude Era, so I know (laughs) nothing about these sports gimmicks. I am sorry to say you missed out, buddy. Did I? Yeah, man. Triple H is fucking running the show now. I don't think I missed out on anything. He runs the whole company. Back then, he was Prissy Hunter Hearst Helmsley. 
Yes, yeah. that was, and then he and, that's and, and he wore like, like the old timey like f- flowy shirts. Yeah, that the puffy had, like, shirts. Ties yeah. That was stuff. him working his way back up after getting knocked down yeah. from uh, breaking kayfabe in the Madison Square Garden fight. Right, right. And then but then he, he became DX. He had yep. to play a stupid Lestat the vampire had character lose. for a little while, and like they made him lose real bad. Yeah. Well, he was fun to watch lose. Oh yeah. Like you hated that guy. Oh, he worked good. Oh yeah. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> we've the Rock uh, brings his quarry back to well before he does he gets shot by a, Walter, a fat Walter White with beanbags yep, with a beanbag shotgun <laughs> just so much of this movie is just unnecessary yeah mm-hmm. yes he goes to visit the lone shark that he works for named Billy everyone always seems to have just like a name in a this name. movie yeah. yeah exactly if you have two names you're not a main character yeah that's weird <laughs> except for Sean William Scott is Travis Walter Walker Walker yeah and that's uh, our. See, mark that's the for thing. The he had three names moving into the movie, and they knocked off one. So that's, like, that's he's true. splitting the difference yeah. here. Yeah, the Rock punched sense. one of his names out. Yeah, right. That's what the Rock did. Well, that's why he's just Sean Scott now. Right. Right. Uh, so, anyways, uh, Billy uh, tells the Rocky, "Got to go down to Brazil and go get my son, Sean William Scott, Travis Walker. He did something to some people." <laughs> I, it's had, super vague. It's super vague. I guess he had sex with somebody's wife in Chicago. Yeah, that's but what we, we find out later. We don't find out to the, the end, end of, of the, the movie. movie. All right. we know is that he made some people mad, and now we got to drag him up there. But he's going to pay The Rock two hundred and fifty grand so The Rock can finally stop being a bounty rundowner, right. a retrieval man, and instead open up his restaurant. It's the prequel to John Wick. Yeah, kind of, I guess, in the sense that he wants to do one impossible task to get out. Exactly. Or it's like every goddamn hitman, bodyguard, loan shark movie ever made where they just got to do this one last score. Yeah. And they're out. That's right. Uh, so he flies down to Brazil with, I think, a Scottish guy? A Scottish so- actor playing a horrendous Irish stereotype that's not even Irish most of the time. <laughs> yep. It's yeah. a real mess. The movie doesn't seem to know if he's Irish or Scottish. The actor very clearly is a Scottish man making fun of Irish, Irish people. people. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is like the equivalent of Dick Van Dyke yeah. in Mary Poppins. Yeah. It's bad it news. Bad uh, news. It's almost a war crime. Yeah. But then later on, he shows up in a kilt and a bagpipe and screaming Bible verses at people. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Scottish. You know, like how Irish do. (laughs) That's the Guinness catchphrase. We'll drunkenly shout Bible verses at your kilted ass. Uh, so uh, that that alone would make Guinness Blonde palatable. I'll tell you that. Ooh, boy, Ooh, tough boy, howdy, gross stuff. Anyways, so The Rock and uh, Declan uh, fly down in a duct tape together plane. Yeah. yeah, like a Cessna, like a two seater. Uh, and land in Brazil, and uh, they're taken to the office of a guy. Again, we don't know his full name to the end of the movie, but it's Cornelius Bernard Hatcher. Yeah. As played by Christopher Walken. Yeah. Who, again, Christopher Walken has no concept of the quality of the movie he's in. So he gives the same workman professional performance (laughs) across the board. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's The Rundown or Catch Me If You Can or, you know... That movie where he plays the angel or Joe oh, Dirt. Prophecy. Yeah, or fucking Joe Dirt. <laughs> He's always just does the same yeah. 
thing. He's Chris Walken every time. I like to think that the script didn't have any lines for Christopher Walken, but merely pauses in the page, which he would fill with monologue. Right, yeah. Well, no. sure. I mean, everyone knows the apocryphal story about Christopher Walken, that the first thing he does when he gets a script is he takes all the punctuation out of his lines. <laughs> yep. And then just says them as one run-on long James Joycey sentence. <laughs> it's perfect. Every time is the crazy part. Yeah, it always works. It's golden. Uh, this movie, he's got a few crazy monologues. None of them are quite as good as uh, the the watch and the ass monologue from Pulp Fiction or his bizarre monologue about Pi and Geely. But because those are like Geely, bizarrely enough, they I guess like hired someone to come in and write that speech for him. But like those two speeches are well written pieces of monologue. Right. <laughs> this. He does the best with the equipment that is afforded to him. Sure. Unfortunately, the equipment he's been given is, like, misfiring and shooting off sparks and is dangerous to handle. Yes. Exactly. This movie has a lot of the cadence of something without... Like, there's a lot of banter between The Rock and Walter, and it has the cadence of playful, jokey banter, but there's no humor or charisma... Yeah, this is yeah, all, so. This is Peter Berg's second movie. His first movie was Very Bad Things, a dark comedy movie that is best remembered as not being remembered. Um, <laughs> well, they couldn't see it; it was too dark. Yeah, <laughs> nailed it. Oh. Very dark. Uh, but of course, he would go on to direct uh, some other pretty big movies. He ended up making Friday Night Lights, uh, Battleship, <laughs> uh, yeah, that great American <laughs> classic. Uh, that movie with Marky Mark on the exploding oil rig, I think, was his. Oh, like, yeah. A lone survivor. Like, now his thing is, like, true stories about American, like, heroes. Yeah, he's really entered the Clint Eastwood era of his career. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, like, 40 years too early. (laughs) So, uh, they're in Brazil. They meet up with Hatcher, and Hatcher owns this town called El Dorado, cleverly mocked as Hell Dorado. Oh, I get it! It's also inexplicably in Brazil when El Dorado was supposed to be in Florida. Uh, actually, El Dorado is in Wakanda. If you'd seen Black Panther, you'd know that. Uh, guys, you're both wrong. El Dorado was in our hearts. It was the friends we made along the way. God damn it, John. Actually, I think that part is true if you've yeah. watched The Road to El Dorado. It's because the real gold is friendship. No, the real gold is actual gold. gold. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and songs by Elton John. Oh, uh, yeah, now that is kind of the best part. Yeah. Let's never yeah. forget songs by Elton John. Gosh, that is a cart that, that cartoon movie had Kevin Klein and Kenneth Branagh as the two leads. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. Someone yeah. should have stopped Kenneth Branagh from being involved in theater years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but we have all this scenery. What needs to get you in? <laughs> We do have a ton bring of edible in, scenery. Bring in the theatrical donkey that is Kenneth Branagh <laughs> to chew us of all of this excess scenery. Yeah, Patrick, if Kenneth Branagh wasn't allowed to do theater anymore, there'd be such a backlog of Heinz 57 sauce, <laughs> it would drown the world. Right? <laughs> He's doing you a service, you asshole. The least you could do is say thank you. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. 
<laughs> Christ, that was the same era that Disney went insane and gave Phil Collins a whole movie to score. Yeah, Tarzan. I mean, Tarzan was like 98, wasn't it? Yeah. Maybe? And he won the Oscar for that, if That's I recall right. correctly. Yeah, for You'll Be In My Heart, I That's think right. it was the song. He yeah. won the Oscar for yeah, that. Yeah, because he tracked down and killed all of the other songs that year and ate their hearts to gain I their power. I remember wanting someone else to win, but I don't remember who. Probably anyone else. Nah. Probably the other guys from Genesis. I know that. <laughs> I know that really chapped your ass. Hey, man, Calling All Stations is a good album. <laughs> you would go to bed for Calling All Stations, you asshole. <laughs> all right. So Christopher Walken says, all right, you can take this guy out of my town. It'll cost you ten grand. Problem solved. Okay. So he goes to go get Sean William Scott in this uh, divey little bar. We meet Rosario Dawson. Uh, she plays a character named Mariana. Uh, she's the bartender of this establishment with a glass of orange juice that magically changes levels every time we cut away. Yeah. Buddy, that's just how juice works in Continuity Brazil. <laughs> Hopefully doesn't get hired for other things. Uh, now, Rosario Dawson, again, is an actor who cannot tell if she is in a good or bad movie, so just does an amazing job every time. See, I think Rosario Dawson can tell. She just doesn't care. Sure. Right. She just has that much professional integrity yeah. Yeah. that she always, like, puts her soul into her work. Yeah. She is incredible. She's good in that shitty Rent movie where everyone else is on laudanum and she's the only one who cares. Right. I, I get, uh, she carries Clerks too. Yeah, which um, is an abysmal comedy, but a pretty good drama. Correct, yeah. yeah. If you cut out all the jokes... It's an okay movie. Yeah, it'd be a great short film. Right? Yeah. yeah. It'd be yeah. about 20 minutes long. Yeah. That's fine. Solid 20 <laughs> minutes. Just keep the section where uh, Dante is driving through New Jersey to Smashing Pumpkins 1979, making sad eyes at all the babies he sees. <laughs> yeah. No. And there you go. That's your movie. Yeah. Nice. You did it. Yeah. I'll also go to bed for keeping the opening of the movie because it's set to Talking Heads. That's very true. <laughs> Nothing but flowers. Can't cut Talking Heads. That's no, true. You just it's a rule. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, uh, Science has tried. We cannot find a way. Yeah. 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 I think it's David also like, Byrne just keeps coming back. Right. He declared, stop making sense. And lo, Trump is president now. We did it. <laughs> we have fulfilled the deadly prophecy. Uh, so, uh, The Rock finally meets his quarry, uh, and there's a little bit of back and forth, yada yada. Uh, his guy doesn't want to leave because Sean William Scott, uh, Travis, is going to go out into the jungle and he's going to find be this... be insufferable. Yeah. Yeah, no, he knows where it... Olmec and the Hidden Temple is. <laughs> <laughs> so he wants to get a crack at it before he has to go back home. That's right. Yeah, he has... he's on, uh, what, uh, the Blue Iguanas? Yeah, I think uh, so. Silver Monkeys, I think. Silver Snakes? Silver God, Snakes. I, so where there has the, to was be. Was it blue barracudas? Blue barracudas. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, green monkeys, green. maybe. No, it was silver monkeys. Silver monkeys, silver green monkeys. snakes. One of them was I snakes. So. I yeah, they were right. definitely snakes. Uh, I remember monkeys. years ago, somebody, not, not years, maybe a year or two ago, somebody did like an analysis of every episode of Legends of the Hidden Temple and found that like one team was like the best team to be on. Yeah. It was like the Silver Monkeys, nice. I think. God, see, I want there to be an internet. Please provide this to me with no effort on my part. I want a supercut of every time those kids, those shitty, shitty kids interrupted Olmec <laughs> as he was telling them they were wrong. Yes. And it's just, there's just a brief moment of chaos where nobody knows what to do. <laughs> I would like to see a supercut 
of children being frightened for their lives when temple guards burst out of walls to grab them. To grab was, them. I holy know. shit. The, the like oral history that the AV club put up uh, a couple mm. years ago where they were like, oh no, we made that happen if the kids got too close to winning because some weeks we could not afford to pay the prize. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, Classic Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah. I also want uh, a supercut of everybody who assembles the monkey statue by putting the belly down first. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And I like, can't understand why the rest isn't working. There was also, I can't remember if they made it and it came out and I just missed it, or if it never saw the light of day. Supposedly they were doing like a Legends of the Hidden Temple movie for Nickelodeon. I remember hearing about this, Where yeah. it was actually a narrative feature, but it starred the host... Of the game show, who meets a kid and is like, no, it's based off of a real temple. (laughs) Awesome. Or it was like a Jumanji thing where he's like, go give Olmec a kiss on the cheek and then you'll go into the game. (laughs) Nice. Isn't it just is it just me or is Olmec just the shitty game show version of Zardoz? Oh, very oh, much. Yeah. So. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. just yeah, a head yeah, yeah. that shouts platitudes mm-hmm. at people mm-hmm. and maybe sometimes spits guns. Yeah. Okay, great. So the Rock and Travis have a little fight because Travis wants to go into the jungle to get this thing called the El Gato Diablo, which is a priceless uh, artifact artifact of indeterminate origin yeah. made of gold, uh, and it's hidden in a cave somewhere. Well, the Rock doesn't want to hear it, and he's like, "Let's get out of here," and he gives him the old option A or B. And he chooses option C. You later cause I'm gonna run out of here. But he can't because Christopher Walken and his goons show up. You know his goons, Uncle Rico and Two Whip Man. (laughs) Two Whip Man. Yeah, Two Whip Foo. Thanks for everything. (laughs) Julie Taymor. Julie Taymor? Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Because the whip has tamed it. (laughs) Correct. And now it makes bad movies. (laughs) Great great musicals. But fantastic theater. Yeah, yeah. Incredible theater. Yeah. <laughs> World changing. Well, I don't know if Spider-Man turn off the dark really Ooh, changed. that's <laughs> right. That was her. I forgot about that. Look, John, just because like eight Spider-Men died doesn't mean it was a bad show. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love the like, uh, I think ABC News did like a whole hour long feature about that. And you see uh, fucking shitty Mr. U2 man. Uh, interrupts one of the actors during their song. He's like, no, no, this is how it's done, and starts singing shittily. Bono, I think you mean. Yeah, yeah. Bono and the man. Edge I forgot the music. That U2, yep. Oh my god, what a shit. Not even you two, just, just Bono, Bono and, and the Edge. edge. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, anyways, uh, yeah. Right? Guys, this movie was real dumb. Uh, you know, it's just, it's yeah. not that it was real dumb, it was just, this is the movie that, like, the best way to watch it would be you just had your appendix out at the hospital. It's the only thing on the TV and you don't want to bother a nurse to change the channel yeah. for you. Sure. Gotcha. Like, this is such a nothing movie. It's the unbuttered popcorn of movies. It really is. Yeah. Like, I guess I'll have this because I'm hungry, but I'm not going to enjoy it. No. Yeah. It's just here. It's like an Oreo without the goo inside. Right. Like, what's the fucking point? So, uh... The Rock again makes quick words of a bunch of quick work of a bunch of goons. Yep. Uh, two Whipman is shocked when he flashes out one of his whips at The Rock, and The Rock just grabs just it with his hand. Grabs hands. it. Yeah. 
uh, then throws a table at Two Whip Man, which Two Whip Man whips in half with the second whip. Buddy, we're going to have to change that to uh, later on in the movie when we get the Two Whip Crew. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Two Whip Crew. Yeah. For a total of four whips. So many whips. One of the whips is a knife. (laughs) It's a whip knife. Oh, they whip it real good. Boy, this dumb fucking movie. Yeah. I just said that. And then he went on a dissertation about how it's not dumb. No, yeah, this is the movie. movie. The, the, the batteries fall out of your remote. <laughs> <laughs> it's Labor Day weekend and you don't want to go outside. So you're like, yeah, I'll clean the apartment while this is on in the background, I guess. <laughs> so... Uh, the Rock and Travis make their escape in the in Declan's jeep, uh, but Travis does not want to go. They're being chased by Hatcher and his men. But Travis is like, "F this! I want my gato." Something he will scream over and over. For as much as they talk about this fucking statue, a it's not that cool looking. No. Nope. B it has no effect on anybody's life until the no. very end. Nope. Uh, also, not very big. No, and real easy to find and get. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Sean William Scott throws a jeep over it <laughs> with the rock in it, and then uh, so begins the. And then we get a fifteen-minute montage of the two of them falling down the side of a hill. Yeah, it is the Homer Simpson going over the Springfield Gorge. Yeah. It's Kung Pao, go- yep. baby rolling down a hill. Oh, yeah. But like, it's... they want us to take it seriously somehow. I'm not sure if they do. Yeah, it's I don't know. Weird. It just goes on for a long time and is poorly scored. Peter. Peter Berg does not seem to have a faculty for comedy. No. Uh, which is funny because he was often used as like a comic relief character on Chicago Hope. Uh, and I will keep on bringing up Chicago Hope for the rest of the night. <laughs> Mandy Patinkin is Dr. Jeffrey Geiger. Oh, man. Mwah, yes, please. <laughs> Won an Emmy, then fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had to travel back to his Homeland. No, first he had to travel and tap into some criminal minds. Oh, that's right. But then he became dead like me. Then he could go back to the homeland. Right, right. And yeah. in the middle somewhere... He had he, a real odyssey. Yeah, and in the middle somewhere he made some uh, some movie about a kid and a magic baseball and a bat of some kind. Ooh, that sounds like garbage. Dude, Page Master didn't have a baseball in it. Also, Rookie of the Year didn't have a bat. <laughs> Neither of those movies have Mandy Patinkin. So, uh, true, that is true, though. The Rookie of the Year could not hit. Yeah, no. I mean, he's a pitcher. True. Is that, is that the one with Brendan Fraser where he's, like, living in the jungle? No, no. that's The Scout. That's The Scout. With Albert Brooks. Yes. Oh, yeah. Rookie yeah, yeah. of the Year is the little kid breaks his, like, arm and then the, the, the ligaments heal too. Oh, too that's right. And, and then he can throw, weird, like, a, like, mechanical throw. Yes, yeah. and then he yeah. can throw, like, a hundred mile per All hour right. fastballs. Right, yeah. And it makes, like, a cranking noise every time he reaches back. Yeah, and the, then his arm, like, heals for the big game, so he's not as good. So no, he, he do falls it. down and it, like, breaks again, like, and it fixes the uh, the ligaments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he has and to And so he has to underhand it, it so, like his mom pitches right? in softball. But thankfully, there's angels in them outfields. Wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny Glover and Christopher Lloyd swoop in yep. and push the baseball past the batter. No, no, no. That's how it no, happens. That's not I true. Saw this movie. No, you're thinking of Little Big League, and the movie it, where the kid's grandpa dies and then he inherits the Minnesota Twins. That's Bull wait, Durham. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's Bull Durham. No, wait, hold on. We're all wrong. It's Field of Dreams, guys. Yeah. No, he might be right on this one. No, that's Waterworld. <laughs> Postman? The postman always rings. Paul Newman. Okay. I don't know. All right. Let's. 
We've gone too far down the rabbit hole. Edit point. (laughs) No, shut up. (laughs) Shut up. Edit point. We were watching Rocky McRockster in Rockwind. Yeah. So the rock. The The rock is down. (laughs) The rock and Sean William Scott tumble down a hill for like 10 minutes. And then they just go and get into shenanigans. Hijinks. They have jungle hijinks. We enter the Romancing the Stone section of the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they step into like a trap and they both get like catapulted up into the air and they're like kind of hanging around then a monkey comes and has sex on the rock's face and this movie wants us to think that this is the funniest like can you even believe this is happening to the point that I think that this is funny to the point that it cuts to like 30 different monkeys laughing (laughs) and humping in the air like everybody is all about the humping of the rock's chest his face it is on his face yeah Oh goodness! Yeah, it's it's unbearable. But anyway, they get saved by some rebels, saved yeah. or challenged to a fist fight. Well, you know what? Uh, later, yeah, six of one, half a dozen of the other. Gotcha. So it's not a fair fist fight because the rebels do nothing but uh, string work. Like, yeah. I can't think of the name of it when you're climbing the sashes like the gymnast ladies at Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, isn't that just? There's a name for that Aerial shit. dancing yeah. or something. All I know is that the leader of the Rebels is played by Kino from Ninja Turtles 2. Fuck yeah. yeah. For some reason. Uh, Just like, and, and all of the Rebels and Sean William Scott speak terrible Portuguese, according yeah. to my wife. <laughs> and she's Portuguese. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, basically, Sean William Scott, in an effort to get away from Beck, is like, speaking in Portuguese, like, this guy works for Hatchery, you should fight him. And so they do, and there's like a big fight sequence where it's the rock versus like eight little guys swinging yeah. on vines, punching them in the face. Yeah. And this is that magical era in a wrestler turned actor's career where they don't know stunt work, but they retain all of their wrestling moves. Yeah. Because the rock just does all of, like, he does leg throws, he does a lot of like neck takedowns, he does a lot of pinning moves. He does like a hurricanrana. He does a hurricanrana. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And most of the things that get done to him are also wrestling moves. Like yeah. A lot of hurricanranas. Like, yeah, or MMA stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, the fight scene's alright. It's not bad. At one point... Kino is great. That guy moves like lightning. Yeah, yeah that dude's doing some kind of like capoeira mixed with some kind of like, I don't know, cool vine work. Yeah. Or something, yeah. So Ernie Reyes Jr., good for you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Star of Surf Ninjas, you did it. Nice. Uh, but eventually The Rock wins when he takes in a big flaming log and starts hitting people in the face with it. Yeah. The flaming it log. explodes <laughs> when he hits them. Yeah, in wrestling, one of the first things you learn how to do is take a fluorescent tube to the back. So yeah, this is true. just a natural extension right. of that. He's, right. got, he's also got a limb from the noted gunpowder tree. Correct. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, which you can buy from the bullet farm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the bullet farm, uh, Hatcher's crew of goons has a caravan of like Mad Max wasteland monsters yeah. driving yeah. in them. There Jeeps are, and dune buggies with machine guns Jeeps <laughs> that you, to the front. Jeeps that you exclusively stand up in. Yes. 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 Uh, exclusive stand They are guns. no seaters. Yeah. Motorcycles. Yeah. Dune buggies. Dune buggies with Gatling guns strapped Hummers, to them. Hummers. The whole yep. deal. 
uh, and they're still hot on the trail of Beck and Travis. Meanwhile, who should save Beck and Travis but Mariana, Rosario oh, Dawson's back. Right on. And she's got a boat to help them get away. Yeah, she's the leader of the rebels, as it turns out. That's yeah. right. Uh, and this is where we get a little bit of backstory. Like, Beck's like, look, I just want to get this guy home so I can open my restaurant, blah, 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 she's blah. She's all like, well, I'm trying to free my people and stuff, blah, blah, blah. And they make a deal that they're going to get the gato and they're going to split the money and then everyone's going to be happy. But yeah. then... Bleh. Nice. That's, That's exactly what happens in the movie. That's and then true. the movie belches loudly and inexplicably we're in an underwater cave. Correct. Well, yes. well, to be fair, first Christopher Walken and his goons show up to slaughter the rebels. Yeah, well, they just did that. And then they got away in a boat and then they go in the underwater cave. Yeah, they go yeah. into a... There, there's a single scene on a boat where it becomes the African Queen. Yes. Yeah. Where they bicker and work out their deal. Uh, and Fucking then, love African Queen. Ah, oh, it's such a good movie. Such a good movie. Like the gender power dynamics don't hold up at all. Oh but no! If you're in a privileged position where you can overlook that, there's some really good stuff to be. Well, I, I think it almost gets away with it because the gender dynamics are fucked up, but it's also like reasonable class dynamics is yeah, kind of at play. So that's it's almost true. like you're cutting both ways, right? Uh, anyway, the fucking Walter's just like, hey, let's stop by this cave in a waterfall for a second. I need a bath. Where it's just like, shut the fuck up, Walter. We know that that's yeah. the cave where your fucking magic statue is. Just say that. Yeah. Well, no, he's still playing Stifler in all of his movies. Yeah. Right. Uh, she tries... I know there's the brief moment where she's like, hey, just be careful because there's tiny fish that float into your penises yeah, in this so water. Yeah, so they have to wear their pants while they swim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a long way to explain why nobody takes their pants off. It's a long way for the movie to apologize to me for not showing Dong. That's what it right? is. Yeah. 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 You know what? Hang Dong movie, I don't care. <laughs> right. Just like Kevin Bacon in Wild Things. Yeah, mm. you would at least earn my respect. Yeah, or Kevin Bacon in Hollow Man. Kevin <laughs> Bacon loves hanging Dong. <laughs> he does. Fucking Kevin Bacon and like Ewan McGregor before he played Obi-Wan, like Ooh, his yeah. go-to move was to hang be Dong. Yeah. Harvey Keitel as well. Yeah. Another Dong hanger. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I really want them to do like a like a fucking Expendables oh. style oh, movie. Oh, it's just the Dong Hanger crew. I'd like to see like an Algonquin round table of Dong Hangers. <laughs> just everyone's telling stories about how they hung Dong someday. <laughs> what is it? Fucking Marky Mark shows up. They're like, that was prosthetic. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dong hangers unite. So uh, they swim into this cave. There's a bunch of sticks that they move, and then rocks try to fall down because it it's turns an into incomprehensible puzzle. Yes. Yeah. Uh, eventually, there's something about jaguars, and he keeps on selling jaguars, and it makes me so mad. Jaguars. It's no. better than jaguars. I'm I'm okay with jaguar. That's at least a proper British pronunciation. Jaguar is okay, but Jaguar? Jaguars. That's, no, no. (laughs) Jaguars. But he follows the jag uh, statue carving. Yeah. Yes, he follows through, the like, jag. A bunch of sticks. Yeah, the military lawyers. He after, gets there. <laughs> yeah. After he lights a cave fart on fire. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and then he gets the statue, and then they have to run out because all the sticks blow up. Yeah. Well, all the all the sticks. <laughs> Begin rupturing and shooting splinters all over all the place, over the place yeah. and then digital sticks and digital rocks made with the worst 3D modeling yeah. program ever. Ooh, yeah. 2003. Cover up the screen. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was a little bit 13th Warrior. It wasn't some quality shit. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much only the prequels could afford decent graphics then. Yeah. And those prequels. are a little touching. And uh, Fellowship had come and out Fellowship, by this point. Yeah. yeah, and The Matrix as well. Oh, the yeah. Matrix had already come out yeah. by that point. Oh, man, The Matrix rocks? Fucking primo CGI rocks. Oh, the, Waka- what the, the Wachowski siblings made some dope fucking rocks. Solid yeah. rocks. Super Say rocks. what you will about Cloud Atlas. Solid rocks. Oh, man, have you seen The Rocks in Speed Racer? So dope. We should have fucking watched Speed Racer. <laughs> oh, sorry. I can't afford another seizure, John. <laughs> Just, uh... I yeah. can't afford to give my eyes diabetes again. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, it's like when you're spinning in a circle and you find a place in the room to check in with so you never get dizzy. The trick to watching Speed Racer is you just check in with John Goodman's dulcet tones. <laughs> that will ground you in the movie. Nice. So, It'll prevent you from asking questions like, what direction is up? Why is Matthew Fox in this movie? Seriously, what direction is up? Seriously, why is Matthew Fox in this movie? Isn't he Racer X? He sure is. All right, well, that's why he's in the movie. That doesn't explain why he's Matthew Fox. (laughs) Good point. Isn't Matthew Fox the bad guy in the Tyler Perry Alex Cross movie? Oh, he sure is. Oh, boy. Uh, I've never seen that, but I need to look on YouTube to see if there's a f- if they just have the final fight between Tyler Perry <laughs> and Matthew Fox because uh, I imagine it's the worst. Boy, yeah. Matthew Fox was already starting to cr- uh, strain action credulity in like season four of Lost. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they finally escape with the gato. They have it. The day has been saved, and to celebrate, Mariana uh, offers Fucking them poisons them. Yeah. Offers yeah. them these plants called conlabos with a K. Uh, with a K, she makes sure to point that out. Uh, although the plants they use are fucking chermayo, they're just like custard apples. Yeah. They're actually super delicious. Um, but they eat them, and oh, oh no, they begin seeing wacky face shifting. Yeah, it's that weird like uh, like a movie producer who weirdly has never been on drugs is like drugs look like this, right? When you're on them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's face turns into like How blubbly blubs. Get in movies if you've never done drugs. That is the great question. That is the riddle of the Sphinx sure. of our day. If you answer that question, you get to take over the town. How do you get through college without doing drugs? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that largely depends on the college. Oh man, tough the colleges quali- out there. Tough yeah. colleges. Well, right. or the quality of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she abandons them. Takes the gato with. Her, the Rock eventually w- wakes up using sheer force of will and fear of more monkeys. <laughs> more monkey humping. Jesus Christ. It's like, uh, again, it's like uh, Jack Warner here. The monkeys stay in the picture. They're hilarious. Look at them trying to have sex with The Rock's face. You gotta bring them back. Uh, Good uh, Jack Warner again. I right. just want to point that out. That is solid gold, John. This is Jack Warner Jr., which may explain any kind of discrepancies between the last time a Jack Warner was on this podcast. He's right. I knew. You didn't have to tell me. There's no. no fiction in this podcast. These aren't characters. This is really happening in the reality we've created. <laughs> We created a reality? What do you have to say about it, old wrestler from the 1980s? Oh, yeah. Oh, Let me tell you something, Jack Warner. And Jack Warner. Macho Man Dragons are the hardest to slay. Oh, you know it, brother. I don't know why I just said brother. That's Hulk Hogan. Never you mind. Let's go into this giant vortex. Bye. <laughs> Sounds good. I got you for three minutes. Three minutes of playtime. 
man is ready. <laughs> uh, no reason. Yeah. Bye, Macho. <laughs> I'll miss you, Macho. Do you think? Do you think Macho Man's friends just call him Macho? <laughs> I hope so. Or do you think they call him Randy? Or do you think they call they them? They call him Racho. <laughs> <laughs> or they just call him like Nick, whatever his real name was. Yeah. Uh, uh, his real name, unfortunately, lost to time. Yes, <laughs> correct. Yeah, true. <laughs> or. Lost to Wikipedia, I yeah, guess. I'm sure they got it somewhere. <laughs> They're keeping it safe in the National Archives. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, uh, Beck the Rock takes Sean William Scott the Travis back to the airstrip finally. And they're about to leave, but they find out that... <clears throat> Mariana got captured, and they're going to torture her, and they've Take got the, the gato. gato. And they've both decided to care for reasons that the movie does not make clear. Well, Sean William Scott, it makes sense, because he considers her his girl. Sure. He also, like, like the gato is going to be his big claim to fame. For right. For reason, it's super important to him as a as A, uh, like a, a fake fame. archaeologist? Yeah. So, uh, finally The Rock is convinced, fine, I will go back and I will murder a whole army of goons. Yeah. But first, let's get this guy to play some bagpipes at us for no readily explainable reason. Well, he is the beef piper, and he calls the beef. <laughs> yes. Literally, so, the Scots-Irishman will call him both, goes to the town, stands in front of when uh, Christopher Walken locks down the town because they know The Rock is coming, and then this guy comes with a bagpipe, plays it for a bit, says something you cannot possibly understand. Understand. It's Bible verses. And then a shitload of cows come in and tear the fuck out of the town. Yeah. That he... was the hardest part about Sunset Riders. The bonus stages with oh, the cows. Yeah. They would fucking run you down. Because there'd be bad guys on the train. Yeah. So you, you couldn't just camp out on the top. You had to drop down to the bottom. Right. And then you had to get out while the getting was good. Before the cows got you. Fucking Sunset Riders. SNES or Genesis? Genesis, baby. Genesis Which is unfortunate because you don't get green in the other one. You only got blue and you pink on Genesis. Pink. Yeah, but I mean, you still get the same weapons. Yeah, because they were just duplicates, right? Yeah. Yeah. You get the six-shooter and the shotgun. Yeah. The oh, only, the six-shooter. The only cow stampede I know from a video game is the... Uh, Wildebeest Stampede from the Lion King game. <laughs> one of the hardest levels in video game history. Let me ask you a quick question. Are Wildebeest cattle? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I think so. I think they're yeah. pretty close. Okay. They in any case, what or they all, fat antelopes. I don't know. What we all needed in these games was a beef piper. That's and true. And in this sure. movie, The Rock has one. Yeah. Well, if you do uh, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, start, select on the uh, character selection screen. You get beef piper? You unlock beef piper. Oh, nice. P.S. Beef piper, the name of John's porno film. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, please Definitely. Google it. John Rooney, beef piper. <laughs> just weirdly where he just fucks a bagpipe. <laughs> yeah. It's the, real strange. We it's real sexy, but the sound is unbearable. <laughs> yeah, it was a very avant-garde porno. We were breaking new ground. It was one of those Andy Warhol movies. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Like his Frankenstein. And after we were done copulating, it just cut to a long, unbroken shot of the bagpipe sleeping for six hours. <laughs> and the audience was invited to come and go as they please. Pun definitely intended. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, the factory was such a weird place. Plays, guys. What a magical oh. time, though. You never knew when Lou Reed would show up. <laughs> you hoped it wasn't today. Sure. Because who fucking needs that bullshit? Lest he might show up all fucked up on H, just start swinging at people. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, then The Rock appears, 
and he begins to wage his one-man uh, punch campaign throughout the town. Yeah, so he's a real unforgiven, a real vache de stampede. Where he will not use a gun. Yeah, he does Wait, not. Wait, no, 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 stop. What's a, what's a Vasha de Stampeda? Trigon, dude. Oh. But, but that's crazy because Vash is French for cow. Yeah. And yeah. Stampeda, I assume, is German for stampede. <laughs> well, it's all Japanese. Oh, okay. But Vash is definitely cow in French. Yeah, you've picked up on the very clever pun of that man's name. So you basically just said Beef Piper again. Yeah, Fucking he is the Beef, beef Piper of anime. Oh, okay, nice. cool. I got I like it. it. Which is my anime porno. Go, oh, gotcha. Yeah, which is where Cartoon John fucks a bagpipe. <laughs> and then it cuts to an unbroken shot of the bagpipe sleeping for six hours. It's fucking huge in Japan. It's great. Man, the factory was a crazy time, guys. <laughs> oh, you never knew when Lou Reed would show up. Yeah, because he might be fucked up on H, and then him and Iggy Pop would start punching each other. Holy shit, that fucking actor from The Sopranos that played Michael just wrote a book about, like, what if when I was growing up, if I were best friends with Lou Reed, I think it'd go something like this. <laughs> wait, wait, are you, talking about, are you talking about Michael Imperioli? Yeah, or, he wrote... Uh, plays Christopher? Yeah, Christopher, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's been years since I've seen The Sopranos. But yeah, he wrote a book that is his childhood, except that his dad is Lou Reed. <laughs> Weird. And not like his dad behaves like Lou Reed or has the life experience. His, his dad, dad is Lou Reed. Reed. Like he was in the studio when he was recording Metal Machine Music nice. and didn't stop him. <laughs> nice. Gotcha. Hey man, Metal Machine Music is the only good Lou Reed album. Whoa. Fuck Whoa, you. But yeah. I won't go that far. Let's not say that they're good Lou Reed albums. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Animal has some good moments. Let's not say that Lou Reed albums have good moments. <laughs> Let's not put the word good anywhere near the words Lou Reed. Look, I, I will 100% acquiesce to the idea that the Velvet Underground and Lou Reed are a in a very small way responsible for like modern rock and roll. Uh, Which but, is all garbage, though. <laughs> but, but, yikes! Yeah. So many people did it better! Right. Oh, man. Like, they're, the best Velvet Underground album is Loaded, where they were trying to ironically make hits. Like, yeah. it was a whole album of goofs, and it turned out to be the best work they've ever done. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, didn't Lou Reed do an album with Metallica about Edward... A uh, fucking Poe song? Edgar Allan Poe? I don't know. I know that he did an album after Andy Warhol's death called Songs for Drella, which was the name that he had for Andy Warhol that was like a mixture of uh, Dracula and Andy Warhol's name in some way that was never made clear to me. Well, that's because you weren't on heroin. That's true. Yes. So Lou Reed and Metallica did do an album together. It was called... Lulu! Was it after Metallica was the worst metal band in history sometime in like the early 90s? No, uh, it was way after that. It was after their big comeback with Death Magnetic. Oh. Uh, so they'd like gone back to their thrash roots and started doing guitar solos again. And then they did an album with Lou Reed. Yikes. Yeah. But it's not Metallica S&M. I guess that's something. No, it's not. Or uh, Saint Anger or whatever that terrible album was. Oh, you mean Stanger? (laughs) Stanger. Some kind of monster. (laughs) Where all the snare drum sounds like Kong. 
<laughs> All the snare drums sound like hitting metal pipes. <laughs> uh, so anyways, the rundown. The Rock starts punching the shit out of a bunch of guys. But the Rock soon... gets tired of punching people at some point and starts shotgunning them. That's yeah. right. Now Whilst the... Sean William Scott gets caught in a bus that's being riddled with bullets as it leaks gasoline and slowly catches on fire. Right, and then we get four minutes of The Rock going through an existential crisis. Yes. To gun or not, not to, to gun. gun. You say it's an existential crisis. The way that it's shot is him looking at guns and then close-up of the guns being fired. So I think he's trying to figure out where are them bullets coming from? How do they make bullets? How does that... How, well, I don't understand how that, like, tube of metal fires at... The, guys, this is way confusing. And then he figures it out and wanders around with a shotgun in both hands, blowing everyone away from, like, 50 yards. Right, because he's like, is... oh, that's what a gun is. I think I was thinking of crossbows before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, easy to mix up, And right? this is after spending the first hour and a half of the movie repeatedly telling people, I don't like guns. like guns. I don't use guns. Bad things happen when I have guns, but the minute he gets guns in his hands, he's like, guns, 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 guns. No, no, he's blowing people away. He's like Sonic the Hedgehog after a hundred rings. He's yeah. like, fucked up. Guns, 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 guns. <laughs> Meanwhile, Crazy Scott's Irish beef piper is screaming like, for sarcastically screaming Bible verses as yeah. he's drinking a Guinness. Yep. Do you not gain to that bloody night? <laughs> oh, man. It is Highly offensive. This is the most offensive Irish person since uh, Brad Pitt's Pikey. <laughs> mm, yeah. And just as easy to understand. Sure. Yeah. I was going to say Brad Pitt in The Devil's Own. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Bradley. I forgot all about that mess of a movie. <laughs> or Tom Cruise in Far and Away. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, that's right. I'm let's... a one-man dictionary. This Encyclopedia of bad Irish accents. Irish. <laughs> And of course, lest we forget the uh, the wonderful uh, fucking uh, gangs of New York and that cacophony of shit accents. Oh my god! Oh yeah! What a bunch of <laughs> shitty accents. Oh, and of course, Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future Three. Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. I'm Seamus McFly. Oh, thanks, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the Rock begins shotgunning guys left and right. At one point, he puts two shotguns in one hand. Yeah. <laughs> Pulls the trigger on the both of them. The old shotgun. Yep. And kills three dudes. Three dudes. With two, shotguns. two shotguns. Because here's the thing. He is not firing the shotguns. He is forcing the bullets out through sheer force of will. Yeah. Correct. That's yeah. how he gets around the moral dilemma. Right. Yeah, and that's how he gets around being more than five feet away from all of his targets. Right. With a shotgun. <laughs> but soon the shotguns are not enough. Because he is faced with... The two whip crew! The two whip crew! Which is three guys and four whips! Yep. That's right. Uh, the two whip crew uh, comes get in. A nice little whip fight. Damn right. That's true. It's a lot of area, uh, like, uh, area of control where yeah. they are making the rock not go places they don't want right. him to go and through the force of whips. Snatching his limbs and twirling him places. Now he grabs, again, he does his good old grab in midair move on two of the whip men and does like a drop kick on both yes. of them. Yes, gets both of them. Yeah, yeah. And that is when uh, Mr. Main Whip turns his whip into knives? Yeah, but this is one of the more inexplicable parts of this fight, is the two whip crew are all carrying pistols, so like the two lesser whippers, 
He draws their pistols they're out of their the pockets. The snappers. Yeah, right. The whippersnappers. Yep. When they're only a tag team. And shoots them both. And then it's just the main whip guy. Yeah, then it's man v whip. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry I disappeared for a little bit. I was looking up two live crew to see Trying if I could... think of any of their songs yep. to turn yeah. into whip-related puns. But yeah, I yeah. couldn't because me so horny does not, <laughs> does not translate to yeah, whips. Me so whippy? Yeah, nope. Yeah. Still uh, offensive. That's not, that's yeah. not it. Oh, still very offensive. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, so then the, this is the final... This is like the boss fight, basically. Yeah, yeah, because his other boss fight is like in a Fallout game where you put all of your points into speech and you talk your way out of the final yeah. fight. Yeah. Well, I mean, the next fight is staying awake through the oncoming Christopher Walken monologue. Oh, yes. no, you stay awake for the monologue. You fall asleep when he gets gut shot four times yeah, and just does. Like wanders off into the distance. No, you come for him getting shot in the gut. You stay for the pie. We have Baker t- Square, you're welcome. Thank you. No, Mark, we've talked about this. During the unbroken shot of the bagpipe, you come and go as you please. Oh, true, you're right. I'm true. sorry. As you please. Yeah, and then David Bowie, Iggy Pop, and Lou Reed might show up all <laughs> fucked up on AIDS and start punching people. Yeah, right? Who knows? Look out, world. So, uh... Boy, who would have thought that Iggy Pop would be the one of that trifecta to live the longest? Right? Yeah, that's real weird. Like, bizarre. Considering he spent hours on stage over decades of time like hours per night just cutting into his chest yeah. and then smearing peanut butter and shit over himself yeah like a low rent G- well a high rent G.G. Allen actually nice. I yeah. Say. Yeah. 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 Pops way more expensive maybe that's the secret to why like from the neck down he has the body of a 25 year old and just a weird wrinkled old man head on top is <laughs> cause he kept getting new flesh yeah. from all the yeah. scratch cutting yeah. yeah he was doing the old video drone <laughs> sacrificing himself to the new flesh Nice. <laughs> so I can pull guns out of his stomach all the time. Nice. Uh, so anyways. He pops the coolest. He, the yeah, ra- American Valhalla is a real good fucking song. Nice. What's his latest drop? Interesting. Uh, so he beats the, uh, the rock beats up two whip crew. Uh, and then it's him v. Walken. Yeah. Uh, In a battle of wits. Not really. Walken pulls a pistol. The Rock picks up a sniper rifle and with one hand extended directly as far out from the shoulders again, blows the pistol out of Christopher Walken's hand and gives him the old and B again. Yeah. And then he picks up the gun again and then Mariana shoots him in the gut. Uh, Yeah. And then a couple, uh, then a couple randos shoot shoot him him in in the the gut. gut. Yeah. Yeah. All the while he is just like, did I not give you homes? Did I not give you lives? Yeah. I gave you everything. Yeah, it is a great people. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, you're nothing but disgraceful Oompa Loompas. <laughs> Oompa Loompas. Thanks, uh, walking. And apparently, I was reading in the IMDb trivia page, apparently when he had made this movie in 2003... Christopher Walken had never seen the movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory nice. and did not know what an Oompa Loompa was and therefore refused to say the word <laughs> until Peter Berg sat him down made him watch it just so he'd say Oompa Loompas. Nice. What I love about that story is A, that is totally unsurprising that Christopher Walken had not seen Willy Wonka. Yeah, no. Right. He is on his own pop culture stratosphere, and B, the fact that it was so important that he get this line, yeah. <laughs> that they took time out of the shooting schedule. Two hours at least. To yeah. sit down and watch Willy Wonka. The whole time, I can only imagine Christopher Walken, but where are the Oompas and the Loompas? Is that old man an Oompa Loompa? Is that small child wait, an Oompa Loompa? Wait, hold on. If, is what you're saying to me that 
the Oompas and the Loompas are two separate people. No. It doesn't make any sense. No, no, Chris, 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 we've talked about this. That's not an Oompa Loompa, that's Gene Wilder. Never heard of him. Is that a, <laughs> some, some kind of like thing that fell off of Zero Mostel? No, no, he's an actor and comedian. You, you may recognize him from his work on both stage and screen. Or those times in the 70s where surely you met him. Or from the feature film Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, of which we are currently watching. I've never seen this film. Yes, that's why we're watching it now, Christopher! Uh, uh, thanks for stopping in, Christopher Walken, and director of this movie whose name I can't remember. Peter Berg! Who played Billy Cronk on Chicago Hope. Yeah. Guys that had the younger Arkin on that show. Alba? No, Adam Arkin. <laughs> it's just a guy. <laughs> like, why are you saying, ugh? Because it's just a gross name. I yeah. guess. So anyways. Anyway, this movie fucking ends at some point. It really right? does. We're yeah. like so close. So The Rock uh, leaves with Travis. Uh, he gives, the Travis returns, he gives the gato to the rebels. They're going to like pay for like new seeds for irrigation and water. Blah, and they're going to build blah, the city, blah, blah, blah. They get home to Los Angeles and get out of a car. And it was at this point that I realized, holy shit, this film was scored by Henry Gregson Williams. You may remember him from scoring the Metal Gear Solid games. And he used all the same stuff for this I was going to say, you may recognize all of those songs as... Better versions of the fucking scrap heap that is the score to this movie. <laughs> do, you th- do you think the score to the rundown is just like deleted shit from Metal Gear? Oh, definitely. We'll we'll sit down and listen to them back to back, and I defy you to choose which one is which. Nah, I don't yeah. care that much. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna so, anyways, the Rock brings the Brock brings Travis back home to Billy. Billy immediately pimp slaps Travis in the face, yeah. and we find out that yes, Travis is. Uh, gotta go back to Chicago because he slept with, uh, I'm assuming, a maid guy's wife. Yeah. Uh, the Rock, though, he's got his 250k, so uh, just for his funsies. That's right. And as a parting gift, he offers Billy and his two goons poison fruit. Poison fruit. The collabos. And this movie is so close to being done, except that fucking. Piece of shit, Walter has one more goof em up he's got to go yeah. through. Yeah, they go outside and once again they have they've had this running ga- gag. I quote fingers, please. Uh, it's not a joke so much as it is a fuck you world uh, where he's like, oh, meet Mr. Thunder. Oh, meet Mr. Lightning. And he starts puffing himself up for a fight against The Rock. And The Rock is like, all right, let's do it. Let's fucking fight. And then he's like, I'm going to fucking kick you. I'm just messing with you. Let's go. And then The Rock says... I'm gonna kill you, and the movie stops. Yeah. yeah. So I can only assume that The Rock makes good on that promise. We hope. We hope, and it probably does, since Peter Berg has gone on record in an interview saying he wants to do a sequel starring The Rock and Jonah Hill instead. Ooh. Also, boo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take Sean William Scott over Jonah Hill. I don't know. I take Jonah, Jonah Hill is at least very quiet. <laughs> yeah, you know? Jonah Hill can pick his spots, right? <laughs> uh, so that's the it for the uh, the rundown. We'll be right back with bullet points. Pew pew. Bullet points. And we're back with our very first bullet point: body count. Body counts. John, what do you think the body count of the rundown is? Uh. 
17. Patrick, what do you think the body count of the rundown is? Yeah, that's got to be close. Uh, ooh, I'll go with 22. Ooh, playing by Price's Right rules. The only rules that matter. Whoever gets the closest without going over wins. John, you lose. Oh, Patrick, oh, you win. Oh, what was the number? The body count of the rundown is 32. What? Yeah, the rock kills a lot of goons at the end. And also there's like the yes. goon massacre the goon in the jungle. The goon massacre was the one yeah. I was trying yeah. to remember, yeah. But there were many of them, I thought. Yeah. 32. 32. Yep, there right. you go. Sorry, guys. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that is going to take us to our uh, next bullet point. Best kill. Best kill. Patrick, best kill. Three guys, two shotguns. Yeah. I don't think there are any it's others. Be. Well, no, no, because you gotta also get a runner up, and somebody else will probably take this. Is uh, just knock out the support beams to the sniper nest. Yeah, that's a good one. True, John? which somehow kills the people yeah. that are on top of. Well, them. I'm saying that about the body count thing, though. Like confirmed kills, there's like three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right. Everything else happens under cover of darkness or it's just assumed. Right. There's uh, Kino gets shot, Walken dies. Yeah. And I think a uh, broken nose dude gets it. Yep. Uh, John, best kill? Oh, uh, the best kill in the movie is definitely when The Rock kills Walter at the very end. Oh, yeah. Because like all good cinema, it leaves it up to the imagination. Oh. It's what they don't show you. Right. Oh, right. Greek so theater nice. style. Right? The kill yeah. that happens off stage. Exactly. Mm, that's yeah. very nice. Exit pursued by The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, best kill. Uh, I'm going to go with The Rock punches a bunch of support beans in a building falls down. <laughs> yeah, no. There really isn't that's much else. Yeah. Most of the kills in this movie are just guy gets shot in chest. Yeah. <laughs> Most of these kills are actually perpetrated by the editor. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of people are just killed by editing. Yeah. Yep, that's very valid. That's fair. Uh, so that's going to take us to our next bullet point. Generally, we would do war crimes. But uh, we have how... not done that in like nine weeks. Uh, we oh. did it like, yo, the last, we did it recently. Shut up. We've been light on crimes against war. True. So this <laughs> week, uh, and also we've pretty much run out of favorite mall restaurants. Oh man, today. my mall is empty now. Yeah, so, we have run out of mall restaurant. Today we're debuting a brand new alternate bullet point. Ooh! Favorite Stevie Steely Dan album. <laughs> Favorite Steely Dan album. Okay, alright. Know if I can name a Steely Dan album. Too bad, John. Favorite Steely Dan album. Pretzel Logic. Patrick. The one with the metal? <laughs> the metal? I don't it's think Steely. Steely Dan did metal. They're very Steely, though, right? Although Donald Fagan did have a song on the heavy metal soundtrack. Right. Which is weird. Yeah. That is weird. That's a weird, dumb movie. Yeah. It does for not sure. hold up. No, it does not. Mark, favorite Steely Dan album. Uh, this guy's going with Asia. Nice. You guys are stupid. <laughs> oh, come on. Pretzel Logic is one of their later albums, but it's real It's good. very good. It's they're, a lady, yeah, but a goodie. They're all fantastic. All right. Well, that's going to do it for favorite Steely Dan album. I'm sure the music for that was great. Yep. Moving on to our <laughs> final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? Patrick, is this an action movie? I'm gonna go with yes, 
Because there's really not a lot of anything else that happens. I guess monkey fucking? Is that a movie genre? Yeah, in your local blockbuster, you'd say, Pardon me, clerk. Can you point me in the direction of the monkey and simian slash ape fucking section? Why, certainly, sir. It's right over here by all of our hottest new releases. And then he takes you over where all the Andy Warhol movies are. <laughs> right, right. And then the next six hours you're in the store, you just watch a bagpipe fall asleep. I'm sorry, sir. We can't let you exit the building with the tape. It's too valuable, but we will let you watch it on our very own monitors. Ooh. <laughs> John, is this an action movie? Sorry, I've got to get uh, get out of here. I've got, I'm late for a shift at a blockbuster. Goodbye, Mr. Blockbuster. I'm sorry, you guys were asking me a question. Oh yeah, oh, sorry. Thanks, John. Bye, Mr. Blockbuster. John, nah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. He brought us free stale popcorn. <laughs> Patrick is like, where's Mr. Hollywood video? <laughs> right? Oh, Mr. Hollywood is too big for us. <laughs> nah, good point. Uh, He's John. judging bake shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul Hollywood, what a scumbag. What a real name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is unacceptable that that is his name. Yes, it really is. I like the old lady. Yeah, I like uh, Mary. Mary Berry. She's, She's great. great. I still need to find the season where Noel Fielding is one of the it's judges. It's one of the judges. <laughs> no, not one of the judges. He's one of like the hosts. Oh my oh, nice. god! I just I need to. Fi- I have not been able to find it. The, I know the first episode is on YouTube. Yeah, that's all I know. Right on. Hey. What's up? Is this an action movie? No. Oh, interesting. <laughs> what would you qualify it as? Uh, I would qualify this as when a cable station needs to test its transmission. <laughs> 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 they put, and uh, white noise is too expensive to get Soups. the rights to. Soups. Sure. They got Mark. White is noise is on a lockdown like happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, is this an action movie? Uh, yeah, I guess kind of. I'd probably lean more toward adventure. Uh, just if sure. I had to give it a genre. But yeah, I'd give it an action movie. The fight sequences are pretty decent. Yeah. Um, there's like a couple like car chasey things. But really, most of the movie is quote unquote comedy. Uh, and as a comedian, I'm offended. Yeah. I'm very upset that we streamed this movie. Yep. I'm even more upset that I own this movie Ooh. on DVD. Yikes. Uh, and I'm going to be throwing it away. I, pro- <laughs> I probably mean, won't. No, I'll keep the, it. The, the whatever electronic store is still open. We'll give you like a nickel for that thing. Ooh. Yeah, that's true. Take it down to the exchange. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, that's I the one I take all my garbage movies to. And then they like look at half of them and they're like, fuck no. Why did you buy this? And like, you, asshole. And then I take the bus to the Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> and I just throw it through their mail slot and run right away. Right? I don't want to get seen dropping off those movies. <laughs> yeah, that's why I put my uh, used DVDs into the library return bin. Nice. <laughs> it's nice. totally asynchronous, so I don't have to look a human being in the eye. Nice. Very nice. Like All right, that. final reviews for the rundown. John. <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> <laughs> It was a silent but deadly. Uh, so that's it. We end with the fart joke, which this whole movie basically was. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so for Body Counts and Beer, I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Hang Dong. I'm going to take my bagpipe home. I would hope so. And it I, brought you. See ya, Beef Piper. And we'll see you next time. And oh my god, there's a monkey fucking my face! <laughs> Body Counts and Beer is Patrick, the Great White Hype Bromley, John, Copland Rooney, and Mark, Dill Scallion Rosenthal. 
please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you can, leave us a rating or review. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.